the show today, we talk about the Raptors' first W, college football playoff semifinals, updates in the NHL, my games of the week, as well as my top 10. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Lots to cover on tonight's episode, so let's kick it off with the Toronto Raptors. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Raptors got their first W on New Year's Eve with a 100-83 win over the New York Knicks. And one important fact about this game, no Pascal Siakam. He was benched for disciplinary actions. Now, he is in for tonight's game against the Pelicans, but he was not there for that first win. Uh, as you know, against the 76ers, he did leave about 20 five to 26 seconds before the game ended after being fouled out and that didn't really sit well with the organization and he was benched uh, for that main reason now moving to the positive side they got the w it's tough to see siakam on the bench for that uh, win but it had to be done raptors played four quarters finally they looked good i know it's the next but they needed a w fred lowry Powell, who started in for Siakam, all looks good. Fred with the team high, 25 points. Lowry, 20 points. And Powell, 17. The one thing we noticed during the game was the bench was being used a little bit more. We saw Boucher, Len, Johnson, Davis, Wannabe, all looking good when they're out on the court. Out on the court. I know fans are crying out for him. Malachi Flynn got in, but only for two minutes. But he will get the time there. It's all about the matchups. And like I'm stating... With Nick Nurse, he's trying to figure out this roster. What's the best lineup when we're playing different teams? And we're seeing it so far. But overall, I'm happy with the win. Uh, I know it's the Knicks. Some people will be like, well, you know. But they got the W. It, it is it is a good team win. And let's hope that it carries on to tonight as they're playing the Pelicans. Now, as I'm recording this podcast, they are in the background playing. And so far, it's a good game. So far. Now, the one thing that's always been concerning, and I've mentioned it multiple times on the show, the Raptors are having the don't have the inability, sorry, don't have the ability to close out games. That's including playing a full four-quarter basketball game. We see them up at half, and then they fall apart uh, halfway through the third, going into the fourth. And we see them struggling, making shots, and they're allowing their their opponents to go on big runs. And with the Pelicans, they had that happened the first game. There was at least an 11-0 run when they played the Pelicans as well. They were not able to make shots in the third. When that happened, you know, New Orleans took took care of that. And we saw that. We saw, what, 7 of 9 of their shots were made. Raptors went 0 for 10. You're not going to win basketball games when you're 0 for 10 from the three line. And that's what we saw, and that's what the Pelicans did. Now tonight, I would like them to play the four quarters. I would like the bench in to be a little bit better. Uh, respond defensively. They have to contain Ingram, Reddit, Zion Williamson, even LeVar Ball. They have to be able to contain those guys. And the passes, the turnovers, they got to reduce that as well. Siakam is back for tonight. Uh, so far I've noticed him. His turnovers are still there. His fouling is still there. He needs to get back to the way he was playing last season, even before 
the the bubble, but we're not seeing that. I don't know if it's because of the the playoffs just ending back for them in September and now it's January, but we're not seeing that transition game there. We're seeing him struggle. We're seeing the frustrations, and we saw that frustration out on the 76ers when he left that game and got fouled out, and that led to him being benched. But hopefully Siakam can get back to the player that he was. And you know what? Give it time. Give it time. I'm not panicking or giving up on him, but give him time to find his way back. But you're seeing him more frustrated during each game because he's trying to find his stride. Maybe it's because he's just learning how to learning that he has to adapt. Maybe he has to change his shooting style. Maybe he has to find ways of facing other opponents. But he has to be better with the ball. And the one thing that's been a concern is is the turnovers and the fouls. So hopefully the Raptors can close out and get the W. I'm not giving any updates. I'll let you guys see the highlights later on, and I will discuss it on Monday's episode as well. But I would like a W. I like that winning mentality to return back to the Raptors. So we'll see how this season develops. Remember, I will be doing an evaluation about the Raptors after 10 games just to see where they're at and compare them to other teams in the league as well. So moving on from the NBA, uh, we're going to talk about the college football playoffs. Yesterday was the semifinals. We had Bama playing Notre Dame, and we had Ohio State playing Clemson. Well, I, on Wednesday, I made my prediction. I said Bama was going to beat Notre Dame, and I said that Ohio State was going to be the upset against Clemson. Well, Bama beat Notre Dame 31-14, and Ohio State with the upset against Clemson 49-28. Justin Fields got his revenge against uh, the Clemson Tigers. Like last year, we saw the heartbreak with the interception in the Fiesta Bowl. In the Fiesta Bowl, sorry, not the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, now... Uh, going to go over the Alabama game. Listen, Bama was in control right from the beginning. Notre Dame had to play catch-up. Like I stated, they did not have the offense or the weapons to compete with Alabama. Mac Jones looked good, four TDs. Three of them went to Devontae Smith, who I believe just settled that he is now the Heisman winner. He, he just had a phenomenal performance, over 130 yards, the three TDs, and he was just unstoppable when he was on the field. Uh, Mac Jones were, was making the smart plays, getting into all of his receivers as well. Najee Harris, he looked phenomenal as well. He's been one of the best backs the last two years in college football. And you know what? He just looked unstoppable. We saw him break it down. He looked like a mini uh, Derrick Henry. So overall, this offense was great. They, they were unstoppable, and Ian Book and Notre Dame were not able to compete. And you know what? Alabama's defense got to Notre Dame early as well. It was just a struggle for them. They were not able to go toe-to-toe with an offense like this. Now, a team that could compete with Alabama in an offensive style is going to be Ohio State. They're coming off a big win, an upset win over the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Justin Fields, six TDs, one interception, and a 49-20 victory. We thought this was going to be a closer game. I did as well, but I thought it was going to be offense versus offense. We thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be able to control it. But they were able to shut down this Tigers offense. Listen, Etienne, who has been a good back this season, was invisible. They got to the run game early. They forced the pressure on Trevor Lawrence. And Justin Fields, well, he was just throwing the long ball. He was in control. He was moving this team to their own beat. And we saw it. We saw him do it. And Lawrence, you know, the pressure was on him. He fumbled a couple times. The defense was getting to him. That front four for Ohio State was getting to him. The pressure was there. So... You know what, they, they shut down an offense that we thought was going to be more explosive, 
but it wasn't. And you know what? Shout out to Ohio State. Shout out to uh, Justin Fields for battling an injury during the game and just throwing bomb after bomb after bomb. And you know what? Their offense overall was just solid. Solid. And Clemson just didn't have an answer for it. Their defense tried at the beginning of the game, and you know what? We thought it was going to be a tight one when it was 14-all in the first half. But guess what? You know what? Ohio State broke out in that second quarter, and it was just all over from there. It was. It was just all over from there. And you know what? You thought the tables were going to turn, that a comeback was going to come when they picked off fields in the end zone, and they went and scored. So you thought, like, you know what? Maybe the comeback will be there. Unfortunately, Clemson had no answer. They were not able to compete and make the comeback. So it, it was overall a good game. It was. In my opinion, it was a good game. So we'll see how this develops uh, for the finals. Now, Bama and Ohio are set to play January the 11th. So I'll definitely do a preview game next Saturday uh, for that weekend. Don't forget, next weekend is the first weekend in the NFL playoffs. And tonight I will be doing my picks as well as picks for the NBA too. So I will get into that uh, later on in the show. But overall, it's going to be an exciting game. The spread has been sent out at 7.5. We'll see how it turns out. Now, couldn't Alabama be sleeping on Ohio State? Possibly. Clemson did. Uh, we know Dabo Sweeney said they're the 11th ranked team in the country. Well, guess what? You have no excuse now why you lost to the 11th ranked team in the country. But you know what? Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, the debate about who's going to be the number one pick next year is up there. If, well, the number one pick this season, sorry, this year, sorry, it's 2021. Got to make some adjustments. But Trevor Lawrence, as of right now, uh, is the favorite to be the number one pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. But Fields made his case yesterday with that game, and we saw Ohio State put that pressure on Lawrence. Lawrence did make a few mistakes yesterday. And some of them did turn into costly turnovers. You know, we saw the fumble with the sack where he just placed his hand on the ball thinking that that was enough to control it. It wasn't. So the pressure was there. And, you know, if Fields pulls up this upset against Alabama, could he potentially be the number one pick? We will see. But, you know, I think Lawrence is still going to be the number one pick. Fields has made his case to definitely compete with Lawrence on that pick. But... There's just certain attributes that Lawrence has, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But Ohio State's got to win this game, and we got to see what Justin Fields can do against Alabama and if he can go toe-to-toe with the Crimson Tide. So moving on to NHL. Uh, so the Canadian govern, government announced this week that they've approved the start of training camps for the NHL season. Now, the government has said that they've left up the decision for playing games up to the provinces. Well, as of right now, one of the five provinces has stated that they are approving games, so Alberta. So we have Calgary and Edmonton, who's going to be starting their uh, training camps. Well, all the teams are going to be able to start their training camps. And we're going to see them get ready for their games. So they'll be prepped up and ready to go for the 13th. Now, in regards to Ontario, BC, Quebec, and Manitoba, nothing has yet been set in stone. Uh, Manitoba is the earliest province so far that may approve right away but tomorrow is supposed to be the start of training camp if you were in the playoffs last year so a lot of NHL teams have started well now all of them including the Canadian teams in the north but games wise we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen we do because that's what's going to happen maybe the bubble gets moved to Alberta maybe that's what we're going to have to see 
No, Alberta is allowing games to happen, and Ontario is in a lockdown, and they're going to be in a lockdown until at least the 25th. And I know the Leafs and Ottawa have at least three games during that lockdown, so that's going to be effective. Montreal or Quebec, the province itself, won't be allowing games, and BC has been strict about theirs. So it's going to be tough to see how this season turns out. Now, is it like this anywhere in the States? If you're a California team, especially in the Santa Clara era, yes. We saw the 49ers move to Arizona, and San Jose will probably be moving to Arizona as well for their season until the ban has been lifted. But BC is definitely like those counties. They're not allowing the travel, the contact. So they have to be careful. So it's smart on the Canadian government to allow the provinces to make their decision. So right now, we could see a delay for the North Division in the NHL. That's projected. projected. Um, I can see it. And that's the thing. I can see it. Like like I stated, Ontario is still in the lockdown. BC has made their demands. Maybe Manitoba uh, allows the games in the next week or so. But right now, it doesn't look like those provinces are budging. So maybe to save the NHL season in Canada, the North Division, you all play a bubble in Alberta. That's how it's going to be. That's how I'm going to have to take a look at it. But right now, it looks like the start of the NHL season in the North is going to be delayed. I just have to wait and see. But, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. So, uh, what I'm going to do now is move over to my games of the week. So, I'm doing NBA and NFL. So, I'm going to start off with my five games of the NFL. It is my last week for the NFL picks. Uh, This is week 17 and lots of stuff to go over, actually. So, after I do my picks, I'm definitely going to discuss some areas of the NFL, especially tomorrow. Um, So, my first... Uh, game is going to be the Colts and the Jags. Colts need this win. Jags have just basically mailed it in since they had the Trevor Lawrence pick. So I'm taking the Colts to beat the Jaguars. Packers and Bears. Well, the Packers definitely need the win just to seal up that number one spot and get the first round by. So I'm going with Packers to beat the Bears. Now, the Bears do need this win as well, but I think it's Aaron Rodgers just is going to seal the deal and just end it. Arizona versus the Rams. I'm going with Arizona. Arizona needs this win to get in, and they need the Bears to lose. So I see Arizona getting the W. The Rams need to fight for their playoff spot too, but Arizona's on the outside looking in, so look for them as well. They're just like the Colts, outside looking in. Seahawks and 49ers. Seahawks, they already have the division, but they're trying to get that number one spot, so a win there tomorrow is huge as well. And then the NFC East is going up tomorrow as well. Washington wins, they get it. Eagles, they don't really have a shot to get it, but I see the Eagles doing the upset and ruining Washington. Now, if the Giants can get to what they're able to do, then we'll have to just wait and see. Uh, If the Giants win tomorrow and Washington loses, Giants take away the division as well. So, patience. That's what I'm going to be saying for. Patience in regards to Week 17. Lots of games that are going to be affected. Um... So I'm 58 and 22 on the season going into today. Let's hope for a 5 and 0. Finish off strong, 5 and 0. But Colts, Packers, Arizona, Seahawks, Eagles, looking for that as well. I look at my picks as well. And now we're going to talk about some of Week 17. Lots of games, lots of teams. Uh, New Orleans needs to win out tomorrow as well. They're trying to compete and get that with number one seed. They need that seed more than the Packers. And you know what? You want a healthy Drew Brees. Especially with now the running back core. Uh, the whole running back core is out. Uh, Alvin, uh, Alvin Kamara. 
and then uh, Latavius Murray, they're out tomorrow, including their fullback. So you have Ty Montgomery, who's going to be starting for the Saints tomorrow. Uh, Miami, Cleveland, Titans, uh, and as well as the Browns. And then you have the Colts, too. They're all in must-win modes, too, tomorrow. So we'll see. Uh, Bills have reported that they're going to be fully starting. Miami doesn't have Fitzpatrick tomorrow. They're starting Tua. And the Titans, are they going to sleep on the Houston Texans? We'll just have to wait and see. And then the Browns, you know what? Can they beat the Steelers? Are the Browns going to be the Browns and just piss away any chance of getting in the championship? Not the championship, the playoffs. Browns won't be in the Super Bowl, but they are basically fighting for their Super Bowl chances this week. So kind of like a championship. But lots of implications. Like I stated, uh, the Rams, Arizona, Chicago, they have to seal their spots for tomorrow too. And then, you know, who gets the number one seed in the NFC? Saints need a lot of help to get there. They do. Same with Seattle. But I think the Packers will seal the deal with the number one seed. And then in the AFC, well, that's all been sealed up. It's just we're waiting on the AFC South and possibly positioning too. And the wild cards have not been set. So... It's going to be a great day tomorrow for football, if you're a fan. Uh, moving to the NBA, I'm going to do my picks as well. 4-1 and one on my first day. Uh, I did those Christmas games. I really thought that the Nuggets were going to upset the Clippers. I was wrong. But we're looking at tomorrow's games, too. So we're looking at Boston versus the Pistons, Clippers and the Suns, Blazers and Golden State, Utah and the Spurs, Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Well, I'm liking Boston to take on the Pistons, look for them to get a W. Well, they've gotten Ws before, but they're definitely the better team than the Pistons. Clippers and Suns, it could be a first-round matchup in the uh, NBA playoffs this season. Spur, or the Suns are currently in number one, but I like the Clippers to take down the Suns. The Suns are a good young team, especially with Chris Paul. The Blazers versus Golden State. I'm taking the Blazers. Golden State is not where I thought they were going to be. They have Draymond back. So, but look for the Blazers to continue on with their role. I, I feel like the Blazers will be back to where they were a couple years ago and have a com and compete in the West, especially in the playoffs. Utah and the Spurs. Spurs have been playing good basketball. You, you know, I know Utah's got Donovan Mitchell as well. Um, but the Spurs are playing all around good basketball. They competed well against the Lakers until the very end, but I, I see the Spurs getting the W against Utah. And then the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are just not that good, so I'm taking the Denver Nuggets to win. Jamal Murray, Jokic, they're, they're a good team. Look for them to get their W tomorrow. So those are my five picks. So Boston, Clippers, Blazers, Spurs, Nuggets. And then my NFL picks, Colts, Packers, Arizona, Seahawks and the Eagles as well. So hopefully 5-0 and in both sports. So hopefully I get to up my records. But it was my final week in regards to the NFL, my picks. NBA, I'll be doing that same thing that I was doing with the NFL. And then once the NHL kicks in too, same thing. Five games of the week from both sports. And then we'll carry on with MLB, other sports as well. But very happy with that, with those picks. So tonight, uh, I will be doing a top 10. It's going to be similar to like last week's top 10 where, you know, it's not the top 10 best, but 10 players I'm going to be looking forward to watch this NHL season. Now, this is my own opinion of the players that I will enjoy watching or will be looking out for just because out of chain of scenery, get, meeting up the expectations or not meeting those expectations 
Can they take their team to the next level? That type of thing. So coming up next is my 10 players I'm looking forward to watch this NHL season. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. For the first player I'm looking at this NHL season, it's definitely going to be Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils, the number one pick, or sorry, the former number one pick. Uh, definitely needs to take the next step and grow. Now, he only had 21 points in his season last year with the New Jersey Devils, but I think it's time for him to take that next step, take the next leadership role. Can he be uh, the, the, the face of what they need for the New Jersey Devils? Listen, you're the number one pick. You have to take that next step. We've seen that over the years with number one picks, of moving on from year one to year two and uh, establishing big growth. Now, I know last year the season was put on hold, due to COVID, but can he be the next step? Can he be that player that can be the face of the New Jersey Devils? Now, the next player on my list I'm looking forward to watch is definitely going to be Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why? Well, guess what? No Kucherov for the regular season. So, can Steven Stamkos be the main offense for this team? Can he be a leader? Can he definitely return to the form that he was the last few years before the consistent injuries? And can he stay healthy? That's the one question. Listen, Tampa Bay is still good without Kucherov. You still have Vasilevsky. You still had Hedman. Listen, I can name off the whole roster, but can Steven Stamkos be that guy for this team and carry them, especially when you're missing an offensive weapon like Kucherov? So that is one of the players I'm looking forward to watching this season. I'm going with a defensive player on this one. It's definitely going to be Charlie McAvoy of the Boston Bruins. Why? Well, Tory Krug and Zidane O'Chara are gone. Now Zidane O'Chara was on the back end of his career, but Tory Krug was still a solid defenseman for them. But now McAvoy's got to take on that bigger role and be the face of that defense. Now he has been a solid defender for them for the last few years and will continue on, but now he's going to have to take charge of this defense. And this is definitely a player I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this season, especially with this Bruins team in a new division. Next, it's going to be the goalie who used to play for my Pittsburgh Penguins, but now is on the Ottawa Senators, Matt Murray. Well, will Matt Murray return to the glory that he was when he helped the Penguins lead to two Stanley Cups? Now, he has had injuries the last couple years, and his play of late has not been the best, definitely been inconsistent. But he did lose out to uh, games uh, being behind Tristan Jari. So we will have to see what he's like in Ottawa now that he is the number one goalie. Remember, Craig Anderson's no longer there. So Matt Murray is going to be that face of the Ottawa Senators. Now, with this young core in front of him, we'll be able to defend off those shots. We'll be able to uh, protect those rebounds. Can he be uh, that you know, leader that they need for Ottawa with that young core? We'll look for Matt Murray to hopefully rebound after at least a disappointing one or two seasons from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Can Jack Eichel lead the Sabres to the playoffs? That's going to be the question, and that's something I'm going to look forward to watching. The last couple of years, Sabres have started off strong. Eichel has been somewhat consistent in his points, but can he lead this team? Can, with the additions of, you know, Eric Stahl last year, and then plus Taylor Hall, can he get this team over the hump? Can he get them to the playoffs? Listen, the years have always been discussed about between him and Austin Matthews, and we've seen what Austin Matthews has done in Toronto. But... Can Matt or Eichel do what Matthews is doing and get his team to the playoffs? So that's going to be the test. Or is this just going to be a 
tale of a kid who just can never get over the hump and help lead an organization that hasn't been to the playoffs in a long, long time. Next on my board is Artemi Panarin, uh, the New York Rangers winger. Uh, can he continue to have success like he did last season? Um, he, he has been phenomenal. We saw what he did when he was in Chicago, Columbus. Can he continue that success with the Rangers? And will we see him with Lafreniere this season as well? But you know what? He is a young talent who keeps getting better and better each season. So will he help boost his Rangers team and get him back to the playoffs, have him compete? We'll see what he does with this new division as well. Listen, he's not he's gonna still be facing Washington Pittsburgh like he always has, but let's see him face, you know, defensively against the Bruins. Let's see if he can just dominate. But he has been a consistent player, but Panarin is definitely a player on my list I would look forward to watch. Going with another goalie on my list, definitely going to start off with Jacob Markstrom. Well, he is now a member of the Calgary Flames. Can Markstrom be a number one goalie and a contributor for this Flames team? Now, inconsistent goalie play has been the model for this Flames team over the last couple of years. So can Markstrom help change the pace and, you know, get him a consistent play? They do have Rich uh, on the team, so just have to take the time and let this see let this develop for the Calgary Flames, but let's hope that Markstrom can make an impact and help improve their play on the back end. The next player on my list is going to be Colorado Avalanche's very own Nathan McKinnon. Now, Nathan McKinnon in the last couple of years has been very consistent, helping his team get back to the playoffs uh, multiple times. Now, can he now take this team to the next step after being beat out by the Dallas Stars? Can he now get them to the Stanley Cup Finals? It's been a few years since the Colorado Avalanche have been there, but is Nathan McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon talented enough to get his team back there? Well, we'll just have to see what this season brings, but he's definitely on my list to watch. Next on my list is going to be Toronto Maple Leafs forward Austin Matthews. Well, the last couple of years, the Leafs have been under scrutiny because, well, they're one and done. And we saw it this year, and now... Will it be a repeat again? Will that be the start of Austin Matthews' career not being able to get it done in the playoffs? He has been known to disappear when the game is on the line. So can Austin Matthews take the next step? Can he grow? Can he get this team past the first round? It's it's a tough question to ask. Can his maturity you know, be improved? That's the one thing that's also been questioned as well. This is a very young core, and leadership has definitely been the question. But can he take that next step? and grow and help the Maple Leafs get back to the Stanley Cup, or at least have them win a first-round playoff. Well, we'll have to see this season, but let's see what Austin Matthews can do. My next player that I'm looking forward to watching is the final one on my list is Connor McDavid, the face of the Edmonton Oilers. One playoff appearance in the last few years. Now, I know technically not really one, but you know he was there in the early divisional rounds, but they got moved out. Now, the consistent play of Edmonton hasn't been great, but can he finally make those next steps? Listen, they missed out on the qualifying round. Well, they didn't. They got beat out of the qualifying round. Sorry, I'll, re- I'll correct myself. But can he take this team to the next step? Can we get farther with the Edmonton Oilers? Only time will tell. And I guess the season will have to look out with this new division in the north. He'll be facing all Canadian teams. 
He'll definitely be more prepared than the other Canadian teams since, you know, he'll be game ready and ready to go. This will definitely be an important season for Connor McDavid, especially with the way the divisions are aligned. But he is definitely going to be one of those players I'm going to look forward to watching this NHL season. So to do a recap of my list, uh, Jack Hughes, Stephen Stamkos, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Murray, Jack Eichel, Artemi Panarin, uh, Jacob Markstrom, Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, and then Connor McDavid. Those are the 10 players I'll be looking forward to watching this NHL season. And that's everything for the show today. So on Monday, I'll be discussing my picks in the NFL and NBA. And just to recap those picks, Colts, Packers, Cardinals, Seahawks, Eagles, and then for the NBA, Clippers, Celtics, Blazers, Spurs, Nuggets. Uh, I will go over that. I'm hoping for 5-0 and in both of those categories. So it is my final weekend in the NFL for making my picks. And then going forward, it will be NBA and NHL. And also Monday, I'll be discussing the Raptors game. Uh, they just finished playing the Pelicans. I won't ruin it for you. So I will be discussing that Monday as well. Plus the juniors, Canada did play tonight as well. And any updates in the uh, NFL as well as the NHL. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to carry on on Monday. So week 17 is big, and I'll discuss all that Monday night. Thank you for listening to the show. It was a busy day. It's going to be a busy weekend. I'll talk to you all on Monday. Thank you for listening. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast.